0: Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. What a mighty God we serve. What a blessed God we serve. Who blesses us. To God be the glory. What a mighty God. It's time for another podcast. It's time for another podcast. Let's go into prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, fit, hallelujah, me into that building, hallelujah, which is that building that has that firm foundation, that cheap cornerstone that holds us all up, compasses about into the body, hallelujah, of Christ, the building, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I ask that you would do this, O God, that I might speak as you would have me to speak as an oracle of God. So, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray you move by your spirit. Let the love of God come forth. Lord, let it be as fluid as you would have it to be, O oh God. Let it be exactly as you would have it to be, O oh God. According to your will, hallelujah. I pray that I speak every word, O oh God, and every precept, every principle, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Now, let's go to Luke chapter 16. Luke Chapter sixteen and I'm gonna start there and I'm gonna continue on from there. And he said unto he and, and he said also unto his disciples, there was a certain rich man which had a steward, and the same was accused unto him, that he had wasted his goods. And he called him and said unto him, How is it that I hear this of thee? Give an account of thy stewardship, for thou mayest be no longer steward. Then the steward said within himself, What shall I do? For my Lord taketh away from me the stewardship. I cannot dig to beg. I am ashamed. I am resolved what to do. That when I am put out of the stewardship, they may receive me unto their houses. So he called every one of his lord's debtors unto him, and said unto the first, How much owest thou unto my lord? And he said, An hundred measures of oil. And he said unto him, Take thy bill and sit down quickly, and write fifty. Then said he to another, And how much owest thou? And he said, A hundred measures of wheat. And he said unto him, Take thy bill, write four score." And the Lord commanded the unjust steward, because he had done wisely, for the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. Thank God for that. And I say unto you, make to yourselves friends of the mammon, of unrighteousness, that when you fail, they may receive you unto everlasting habitations. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. He that is unjust in the least in the least, is unjust also in much. If therefore ye have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And if ye have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either He will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Let's stop right there. We got to be faithful in what we do for God. No matter what comes, we still have to be faithful and stand up. And we have to stick to the things that God tells us to do and try our best to keep our word. No matter what happens, no matter what comes, we have to stand and deliver we're in the day of delivery god hallelujah is always in the delivery business he's going to deliver us out of famines he's going to deliver us out of things that are not foreseen with our eyes our wise man said i can see to the corner but you can't see around it and i take thought of that and what does that actually mean God knows all things. Be faithful in the things that he tells you to do because he knows what's around the corner. So around the corner could be famine. It could be pestilence. But by the time we get there, it don't have to be famine or pestilence. It could be reward. It can be healing. God can change the outcome. For he know if it was around the corner. For if we look to the corner and say, I'm gonna overcome, I'm gonna run the race and run down there and do it myself and run into pestilence and famine and say, Ouch! I should have listened to God. So, moving right along, 14th verse. And the Pharisees also, who were covetous, heard all these things, and they derived, they they derided him. And he said unto them, Ye are they which justify yourselves before men. But God knoweth your hearts. Uh huh. Uh huh. So, we see men who speak highly one of another, preferring one another, not preferring God over what is said in the world. Preferring what God's words are is better, and then preferring one another in what God is saying. We're to prefer one another because we are believers in Christ and what God is saying when we come together we are in agreement so moving right along before men but God knoweth your hearts for that which is highly esteemed among men is abomination in the sight of God Uh oh let me read this again there are some things that are abomination in the sight of God Uh uh-huh um is this a commandment no but it's an abomination in his sight so i don't want to do anything in the sight of god or out of the sight of god let me rephrase that because god sees knows and knows all and he's everywhere so whether it's done in darkness or whether it's done in the light i don't want to do an abomination in god's sight now i know that rhymed but it's still the truth okay so moving on it says highly esteemed among men is abomination in the sight of god the law and the prophets were until John stop stop sign red with the S T O P on it with the white or with black or whatever is written on it because this is a a part right here where confusion comes in and where uh there's not some understanding with some the law and the prophets were until John we do not interpret this as he done away with the law that's not scripture he came to fulfill the law he did not come to do away with it let's not add or take away from the scripture, it says the law and the prophets were until John, that means that was the time frame, and Ecclesiastes it says um, it tells you that it's a time for everything so that was the time frame It didn't say it was done away with, because when we're judged by sin, and those that are going to be judged by sin, have broken the law, so even when they say every knee shall survive, every terms shall confess if they, even at that time that Jesus Christ is Lord they, even at that time There are people going to be judged for being a liar, bearing false witness, for being murderers. So then the law passed on all the way to judgment, But even though the righteous judge is going to judge us, which is Jesus Christ. He's going to judge us. But if those that broke the law, uh uh-huh, going to be judged by it. So it's not that the law and the prophets were until John, and then now the interpretation is that's it we in grace and truth. We do anything we want to do. Don't worry about it. That's it. We don't got to uh, 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 not lie. Uh, it's okay if you murder. We're under grace and truth. Uh, 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 it's all right uh, um, to, to steal. we under grace and truth. Uh-uh. The Lord and the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God is preached, and every man presseth unto it and it is easier for heaven and earth here we go 17th verse this is how you know that he did not do it with the law and it is easier for heaven and earth to pass than one top one, than one tittle of the law to fail uh oh alright 17 verse again St. Luke 16 and 17 and it is easier for heaven and earth to pass than one tittle of the law to fail Mm mm-hmm it won't fail Uh uh-huh so whosoever putteth away his wife and marrieth another committeth adultery and whosoever marrieth her that is put away from her husband committeth adultery let me show you something moses gave a writing a bill for the hardness of their hearts Uh uh-huh but from the beginning it was man god made man and woman why is that if you look and you search the scripture, it'll tell you that what God put together, let no man put asunder. So now you're talking about God putting something together. Whatever He puts together, He can control and keep it together. So if those that get married do it of their own selves, uh huh, this is why there's a lot of broken marriages. So, what do you mean by that? A lot of people, well, I got to date, I, I don't know who's who, I, I got to go through 50 men before I get married, some women say that. Oh, uh, I got to go through uh, 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 25 women or 100 women before I get married, some men say that, may say that, or uh, some women may say what I've said. But now, if you pray, because God is putting together to, the, to God and say, Lord, is that person for me? You don't even have to go date them or nothing. And she don't have to go, and he he don't. You don't even have to go and ask her out or nothing. All you gotta do is pray and get an answer from God. If God say yes to both of you, then you can go ahead and make your marriage. What you call? You can go ahead and make your um your um date of marriage two years from there, a year and a half from there, according to God's will. Meaning that if He told you it's so. Then you could go ahead and make your marriage. And then you can talk. And then you can be ready to go get married and keep on walking on the road. Why? Because if you say you trust God, if God tells you something right away, immediately, before you even go out, you're supposed to be able to trust God. I trust God. Do you trust God? I trust God more than I trust my own self. So that's why marriages, a lot of marriages are broken. So let's move right along. And it is easier for, 17 verse again, and it is easier for heaven and earth to pass than one tittle of the law to fail. Whosoever putteth away his wife and marrieth another, committeth adultery. And whosoever marrieth her that is put away from her husband, committeth adultery. So the person that put away the wife and married someone else is adulterer, is, is under adultery. And the person that married the person that was put away is under adultery nobody gets away what God put together let no man put asunder I say Lord I married that one but I can't do it no more that's what you said uh huh that's what you said so don't do it unless God is in it that's my advice don't do it unless God's in it if he's not in it you better find your way out of it so let's move on Nineteen verse, there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen. Stop right there. I had turned the AC off in here. And it's getting, uh, it's kind of warm in here. Um, But let me continue on this reading here. Um, Let's start over. There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar. Hold on one second for the turning of the page. Named Lazarus, which was laid at his, at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. What a terrible thing this is going on and, and that, that's going on in this depiction here of what happened. Uh, which is not a, um, what you would call a parable, because if you watch all their parables, the parables do not use names. The parables parables do do not use names. Lazarus is a person, okay? Dogs are real. Sores are real. So this is not a parable. So moving right along. And desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. So this cannot be a parable. These these people lived and these people died. Moving right along, 23rd. And in hell, uh-huh, he lifted up his eyes, being in torments, and see if Abraham... A fall off and Lazarus in his bosom. So we see here, hell is a real place um, where people go to be tormented um, after death. Appointed man wants to die after that, the judgment. It's not a fable on TV where you see uh, someone with some horns in um, a pitchfork and fire. I don't believe that that's a fable and it, it was created by someone thought process or someone depiction or something somehow it was created so why should I believe that the bible is t- is speaking about something that came after what the bible is speaking about what do I mean by that the bible was written uh-huh way before the depiction of a devil in a pootswag in a movie so why would I believe that that is um depicting of the bible meaning that i would think that hell is not real because i saw a fable on tv which someone created after the fact you see so now i'm not going to get my information of truth to come from something that somebody created after the fact that the thing was written so why because someone could look at something that someone else made and then write something about it that's false. So I believe that there's a hell and I believe that there's a Satan, which is a fallen angel. I believe that there are devils which are fallen angels. And not the depiction that's on TV, a fable. I don't I don't I don't mess with them wild tales and uh fables and stuff. That's TV, somebody created it, and I'm not gonna associate it with the Bible, especially since the Bible was written before that and it was never had fables at the time when a lot of these things were written not all of it but they didn't have fables and stories and stuff like that at the time when it was um, when it first started when it was um, first written that stuff came later so moving right along it says again on the 23rd uh, chapter in, in hell he lifted up his eyes being in torments and see if Abraham a far off and Lazarus in his bosom and he cried and said father Abraham have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I am tormented in his flame so we see here that after the fact that this goes on a lot I wouldn't say all the time, but a lot of the times that people are told on the earth, listen there's a hell, Romans 10 and 9, if thou confess thy mouth to the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved, that's okay brother, I don't mess with that spooky dookie spooky ghost stuff that's not me I don't believe that I'm telling you this because this is what happens. This is what people do. They tell me things and say things that are not of, of, of value. That's not of real truth. It's something that was told by a man in a book. They say that the Bible is something told by a man in a book, but it's inspired by God. To know to let mankind know where he is, what he does, and who he is, all these other books that's outside of the Bible is a depiction of a man's mind uh-huh or a doctrine of a devil that was given to a um a, 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 a man to write down to make people um become indoctrinate it and also make them believe a lie as the truth so when they believe this lie what happens is actually that they believe it as the truth and they can't see it they're blinded Mm -hmm. so when they're blind and when the truth comes and they don't listen the Bible said the day you hear my voice hard not your heart they don't listen this is their portion this is their portion their portion is hell That's that's what's going to be their portion. No matter what a person thinks, what you think does not have to be true. I have to put it in this form and format, for this is the way God gave it to me. What a person thinks does not have to be true. What your opinion is does not have to be true. What you read does not have to be true. What someone else told you does not have to be true. What something is inbred in a person from their youth up does not have to be true. All right? We have the rich man. He lived his life a certain way. He lived sumptuously. He lived in a a, a place that was probably nice. He lived and he ate uh, well. He dressed well. He went to different places and um, he did business and all that. And all of this could not help him at the end because he did not believe. So, what have you lost if you don't believe? You may lose everything. But if you did believe and it wasn't true, what have you lost? hmm What have you lost if you did believe? What have you, what have you lost if you did believe and it was true? You've lost nothing. Mm-hmm. So, we have to know what makes sense and what doesn't make sense. So, Moving right along, but Abraham said, "Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. Mm-hmm. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. You see, he lived his life for the good things. Lazarus received evil things. Uh-huh. But he lived the right way. In this day and time, it's the same thing that goes on." There are a lot of people that are receiving evil things. There are a lot of saints. There are a lot of, of Christians that are receiving evil things for the good they do. But they will be comforted. They will be comforted in the end. Those that live without and do the things that they want to do within their own consciousness, within their own lifestyle, within their own heart, within their own mind, within their own opinion, cannot give that to God and it's going to be acceptable. It's not going to be accepted. Romans 10 and 9 is accepted. 1 John 1 and 9 is accepted. Acts 2 and 38 is accepted. So, moving right along. And besides all this between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot. Neither can they pass to us that would come from hence you can't get out of hell once you're in there and you can only go from the heavens to the new earth new earth and new heavens you can't go into hell or come out of hell Uh uh-huh and someone that's in heaven can't go into hell that's scripture let me read it again St. Luke 16 to 26. And beside all this, between us, alright, here we go, and you, there is a great gulf fixed. Mm-hmm. So that they which would pass from hence, uh-huh, to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. So that means that you can't go to heaven from hell And you can't go to heaven and to hell. You can't do it. That's what Luke 16 and 26 says. Then he said, moving along, I pray thee, therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. Uh Uh-huh. He was told, probably while he was here, to, on the earth, to serve God. And he wouldn't do it now while he's in there. In hell, now he's trying to get out. He can't get out, though. For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham saith unto him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. This is a good scripture here. Luke 16 and 29. If you have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. So if you don't listen to the preachers, you don't listen to the prophets. You don't listen to what the word of God says from the saint, from the Christian, from um, all of the um, fivefold ministries, from all of those that God have chosen to preach. You don't listen to none of that. Now you're on the other side. Appointed man wants to die. After that, the judgment. Hebrews 9 and 27. Now you're on the other side. What do you do now? This is what he did. And he said... Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. They will stop doing what they're doing and then they will believe. And he said unto him, if they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded though one rose from the dead. So every excuse that he came with to get out, to go help, To change now. After death. Hebrews 9.27. Was rejected. And he's still there to the day. Burning. In flames. For. If the enemy keeps you in belief. That there is no hell. There is no God. You've lost everything. But faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So if you listen to broadcasts, If you listen to. Pastors and preachers that are of God that are sent to hear the word, your faith will be increased if you'll listen with an open heart. All right. God bless, to God be uh the glory.